The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. We're joined by a very special guest, Jenna Sudu. She's a director, writer, producer, and actor. She has her own film company, Bellypoke Films. We're going to be talking about a number of things. It's a great pleasure to have her with us. How are you doing? Great. I'm great, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. I think most stories are best from the beginning. (laughs) If we were to watch a movie about your early days, what would the setting be? Oh, that'd be really exciting. Well, definitely it would start in Paris, where I actually started acting when I was really young. I was only eight years old. And yeah, if I remember my childhood, I can remember a lot about Paris. Paris is so inspiring. It inspired me so much as an artist and as a person. So yeah, I I was very lucky to grow up there. Were you always a lover of movies? Actually, yes. And it's it's great that you put it that way because many people ask me, oh, how did it start? Like, how was it at the beginning? And what's really, really incredible is that I can't really quite remember the very beginning. I, As far as I remember, I've always been in love with movies and filmmaking. This is why I started acting so, so young. And uh, yes, it's been my passion for since the very beginning. What do you like most about filmmaking? There are so many things I love about filmmaking. I think the first main thing I love about it is that we have this privilege as filmmakers to tell stories. And it's so important, especially nowadays, you know, when you want to bring change, it's such a big opportunity and it's so exciting to have a voice and be able to to actually bring change. Because obviously when, for instance, you you've directed a movie or you've acted in this movie, this movie is going to have an audience. And the opportunity of reflecting the world and telling about the society is so important. It's not just exciting, actually. It really is a responsibility. This is why Lajdor, the main story about Lajdor is about those two artists, a producer and a French actress who meet in Paris and they are just fed up with this world in the 60s that they don't like and they decide to bring change and the story is all about that and it's a tribute to artists and people in general who make sacrifices to bring change in this world that just doesn't work for them. How did you come up with the idea of this story? I think in a way I think it's been a long time you know but I've read the news I've interviewed so many people that lived in the 60s because all the movies set in the 60s and in 1970. And so I've always loved history, so I've always loved to hear about how it was in the past, because I think it's really important to know what happened before and to keep a memory of it. And I felt a really incredible connection with the people from back then. When they say um, that in the 60s, it, it was a lot about the music and about after the two world wars, how much how much they wanted change. Because after two world wars like those, how could you not want to? And I've just felt a strong connection like with, I think, many people right now, when you read the news, you feel there's so many things that just are not enough, that are just not good enough, and you want to bring change. And it really, really motivated me to make this movie happen, because they were really artists, as we know, in the 60s that make 
that made change happen. We obviously know the Paris riot, it's in May 68. And then there was also obviously Woodstock. And so many events in that time, there were so many violences because people were just, just wanted it different. They just didn't want it to happen all over again. And it really, really gave me the motivation to pay tribute to those artists that did make this big achievement of bringing change when it was really needed. Would you say that there's a lot of music in this film? Oh, definitely. I would say it's not just that there's a lot of music in this film. It really is a film also about music. Coming back to, you know, bringing change, like one of the greatest examples of how an artist can bring change. I so admire the Beatles in the 60s when they were touring in America and they they refused to play at a concert if black people and Caucasians were separated. They wanted everyone together because they said, you just listen to the Beatles. You cannot black, you're not white, you're not, you know, you just, you just like the music. And I think it's with this, with these things and with these decisions, we obviously involve sacrifices because you have to stand up and make a choice. And so people are not going to like that. But they did it. And this is how slowly, slowly, it's the long process of making change happen. And I think that's really important. And this is why the movie could not be without the music. So the music is really important. Uh, the characters tell about it a lot because not not only did so many artists in the music industry help to bring change, but also at the time, like music was so exciting, you know, not just talking about the Beatles, but also the Who, the Stones, Jimmy Reed, Chuck Berry, like all, all the greatest ones, really. And so many flew to Saint-Tropez to find inspiration at the time because Saint-Tropez, the movie a lot of the movies set there, and it's a village that's the most incredible in the world. And in the 60s, it really was a place to go as an artist to find inspiration. And the movie is also the story of those artists in the music industry and also in literature who flew there to find inspiration. And that, that's really exciting. I'm hoping you can tell us about the actors that are in this movie. Sure. Oh, uh, yeah, everyone was incredible. So the lead actor, his name is Sebastian, and he's being Sebastian in the movie, which is kind of a, of a strange coincidence. He is being the, main, the lead character who is this American, Franco-American producer. In May 1967, he decides to flee the Vietnam War. He just doesn't want to go. So he goes back to, in his mother's footsteps, his mother was French. And you discover how he meets this French actress who's not feeling at ease in this world. She's extremely talented, but she plays in front of empty seats. And I'm the person who is being that actress in the movie. And together, they really share this opinion that they just can't stay the world they live in anymore. Not just because of the war, but also as a female, she's being very modern. She really wants to bring change. Like She doesn't want just to stay in the kitchen, basically. She really wants to, to have a voice and make her heart known. And together, those two artists who are feeling kind of very, very lonely, find each other and together they really decide to make this pro artistic project together. They flee, they flee to Saint-Tropez and this is where they try to make it happen and try to find a way to finally bring change. Maybe you can tell us about some of the locations that you used. Were there any that particularly stand out in your mind? 
Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for talking about it. Because like the locations we shot in were absolutely stunning. They were more than 35 locations that we used. They were all, every single of them, my number one choice. So they were set in Paris, in and around Saint-Tropez in the south of France, and also a little bit in Los Angeles, in California. And all of them were incredible. We shot, for instance, where we shot God Created Women with Brigitte Bardot on the harbor. We shot uh, right in the this incredible bar called Le Bar du Sub on the harbor. We shot on all the beaches where they shot all these incredible movies in the 60s. We shot near the Eiffel Tower. We shot in this beautiful restaurant in Paris where they shot La Vie en Rose with Marion Cotillard. We rebuilt a whole um, Hollywood studio from the 60s. That was really exciting. We also even shot in a train from the 60s, like the real one and a real station. And it was so incredible because not only was it extremely important to me as a director to show authenticity because this movie really is a tribute and I really wanted every detail to look exactly as it was so that people also that live in the time can actually relate and say, yeah, this is exactly how it was. But also I think it's extremely important because for us as actors like and the crew, I think everyone felt it like being in this extraordinary places, we really felt privileged. What would you say is the biggest thing you learned from making this movie? I think one of the biggest things I learned was how incredible it is to both direct and act at the same time. Because I knew it was going to be a big, big challenge. Um, Obviously, it's not for everyone. Like, for instance, if you're a method actor, it's not so easy to direct and then act because you're supposed to be in your character pretty much all the time. And I've learned so much from that process. There was so much I, I couldn't realize before and I realized after, like, for instance, when you're both directing and lead acting, you're not only making everything come together with the film, not only do you uh, relate to all the departments, obviously, as a director with costumes, hair and makeup, obviously, actors, lighting, cinematography, music, everything. It's really exciting because you really make all those departments come together. And I really had this ambition for this film to recreate the 60s with the music and with Saint-Tropez, Paris, LA, and really recreate that artist who really don't feel at ease in this world. But I think what was really interesting is that then, when you actually step inside the world you've created with this amazing team as an actor, you kind of feel it from a different layer. You really feel it from the inside, what you've created yourself with obviously all those talents and we have the help of everyone and our partners and it was very, very moving. And it was also really interesting to see how you can react. Like, for instance, instead of saying something to one of the actors on set, instead of just being explicit, I could just react as an actor during the shot. Like, uh, instead of saying, oh, you should do this. Well, I would do something during the scene to have that reaction. And it was really interesting to be able to really play with both sides. And I think I really... um I really realized during the shoot how much I could play with that and how much it could bring to the movie. What would you say your biggest source of inspiration is? Uh, I'm very lucky that I feel inspired pretty much all of the time. What inspired me to do this movie, I, I think, first, obviously, all the greatest inspirations from the time. Because obviously, for instance, there are those icons like Brigitte Bardot, those movies like God Created Women or La Parisienne. There are so many movies made at the time. But I think what 
strongly, most incredibly inspired me was the village of Saint-Tropez and also Paris and also LA. The movie is also a tribute to cities and you can feel that uh, when you watch the film. Cities are very important to me. Those cities have inspired me so much. And taking the example of Saint-Tropez, it really is a special village. It still has that magic. Tropisians uh, have been incredible because they really managed to keep that authenticity. Obviously, if you go in August, there are so many tourists. But if you go out in another time in the year, you would see like how much they kept the spirit. When I when I first visited Saint-Tropez for location scout, I was just amazed by how people could be welcoming when you see that you're an artist and you're really trying to bring authenticity, to bring change, to to broadcast a message like they were just it just clicked and just having a walk in Saint-Tropez is so inspiring like you could feel not just the scenery but you can you can actually feel I could feel as an artist all those artists that been there before and for an inspiration it's so special and I think to a certain extent it's also true with Paris in LA all our cities are very inspiring and uh, they really really inspired me a lot for this film. Well, speaking of artists, I'm curious to know who were your biggest influences as a filmmaker? Uh, well, I guess there were many. I love, I don't, I, I was going to say, maybe it's a bit outdated, but I don't think it's outdated at all. I, I love, uh, you know, all the Truffaut movies, uh, Les Quatre Sans Coups. All what he's been doing is, is really incredible. And I think he has such a powerful and great impact even on movies today. I quite admire also Damien Chazelle's work. I loved, I remember when I watched Whiplash for the first time and could definitely feel a connection. And La La Land is incredible. He's definitely a great, great Franco-American director with a lot of inspiration. And I, I can definitely in a way relate to his work. So he's definitely an inspiration too. And speaking of other artists, it's actually interesting because for my filmmaking, for my film work and my filmmaking, I'm not only inspired by filmmakers, I'm also inspired a lot by music. So obviously like the Beatles or the Stones. And this is why I also pay tribute to them specifically in the film. I'm also inspired by Monet, painters, literature. In terms of literature, I just love all the work from Victor Hugo and so many more. And it's actually interesting because Reading and seeing paintings and also hearing music inspire me tremendously for my film writing and for my filmmaking. And I think it's good. This is also why maybe the film is so rich with music and with costumes. Like It's so important as a director, I feel, when I really wanted to be able to, to have a real conversation with every department. Because when you're doing, you're making a pure drama happen, there's no way one detail can be get it away with like for instance in a modern shoot maybe you can get away a little bit with hair and makeup but for a period drama if hair and makeup are not exactly as they're supposed to be no one is going to believe it and especially not the people that have lived back them so i think it's really important for me to be inspired by very different arts this is how i bring my knowledge to the film and this is why its world becomes so rich in a way what would you say is the greatest challenge you face as a filmmaker? Oh, definitely. There were many challenges, but the biggest I faced was directing, making this movie happen, L'Age d'Or. Why? Because I had, I wore so many hats. I was directing, I was the only producer. I wrote, and also I lead acted. 
And I wanted this movie to be really ambitious, you know, more than 35 locations, all exceptionals across France and the US. And also, being a pure drama, it's quite, quite a great challenge. There is so much you need to coordinate. Um, for instance, the cars and obviously the cast and crew, but also the locations and the makeup and, and the train and the music. Like in a pure drama, there is no way one detail will get in the way because it just won't look period anymore. And also on top of that, obviously, I, I just wanted everything to be very, very... Um, very authentic to the times. So this is why I interview so many people that lived the uh, love stories back in the 60s or that knew about war or anything, just so I could understand how they think, even as an actor, of how they would, what they would wear. Like, for instance, it's, it's hard to realize, I think, for some people today that at the time there was no texting. If you send a letter from France to the US, it would probably take about a month or even more. Um, <laughs> and so the way, the way you think, the way you, the way you, you walk, the way you eat, uh, the way you live is so different. It's just, it's a different world. And it was really exciting to, to live that. And I think it was definitely a big challenge because I was obviously working around so many departments, but it was also really exciting because this is when, when it finally comes together, you can feel how powerful it is, like how different it is. And it's very specific. All the details are here. What do you think the experience was or the person or the book, whatever it might be, that was your greatest learning experience that has taught you to do this work? It could be anything. What do you think has given you the greatest knowledge for you to do this work? Was it a person? Was What was it? Yeah, it's really, it's, it's really interesting. I think... No matter how much I've, I've read and how much I've, I've listened to music, how much I've, I've researched, I think, obviously, it's a combination of a lot. I would say where, where I learned the most from my acting is definitely Los Angeles. I studied acting when I was in Paris, and then I went to Los Angeles to learn about acting. And really, the teachers I had there taught me so much, and not just about acting, but also directing and producing and makeup and hair and marketing and really everything, also in an actor's perspective, but not only. And that definitely in Los Angeles, I've heard, I've learned a lot and so much. And I think it's been really extremely important in, in my young career when I made that decision to actually become a filmmaker. So definitely Los Angeles was really important. Paris, I, I got a lot of, of inspiration from them. And maybe I would say, Another city that also taught me a lot was London. When I opened my company, Ballet Park Film, as you mentioned, it's a French feature film company, but I was actually living in London. And I found a few, quite a few movies then, shorts, features, and I learned a lot about indie filmmaking. I think in a way, I like to, to see that I really learned a lot from those three cities. Definitely, Los Angeles was extremely important in my decision that it was my final decision. I was just going to pursue filmmaking. Well, I know that a lot of people listening are wondering how they will be able to see this movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for asking that. So we are actually right now uh, looking through distribution. We are thinking about it. So hopefully very soon. Definitely, I would say the best way to be updated 
is to follow us on social media. We have an Instagram page called Lash Door Film. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, or you can also follow my account, Genasu Real, because you'll get you would get updates every single week at the very least, and you would definitely be aware of where will be the first screenings. We really hope to have uh, uh, Q and A's around the world. I really want to. I'm gonna go wherever in the world it takes me to spread the word of Saint-Tropez, of those artists that brought change, of Paris, of Los Angeles. I would be very happy to do QA anywhere. So definitely somewhere near you for sure. What is the best thing about being Jenna? <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. That's that's a really good question. The best thing about being me. How oh, uh I think I'm I'm very lucky that Whatever happens, I do feel very inspired pretty much all of the time, which is really, really a big, big chance because sometimes you can feel up and down and I, I kind of grow my inspiration every day. So that's really exciting. And I think I'm actually very lucky that I can switch off and on so fast. This is what enabled me on this film to be both directing and acting and wear so many hats is that I'm more of a technical actor, so I can definitely go deep into a character, and then when I when I actually say cut, I can really switch off and be directing, and then I can get back into my character so fast. And I realize how precious it is because it's not for everyone really, but I'm I'm that lucky that I can really switch off and on. I can go from a subject to the other really fast. So just from a director's perspective, that's extremely useful. But being able to like actually act lead act in my own feature film i'm directing that's so ambitious i know it's not for everyone and it was a lot of work but i feel extremely lucky that i can actually do that if somebody was to find their their selves in paris where would you say the best place to get a croissant is <sighs> i love croissant i love rum croissant i know what you mean because i've done that so many <laughs> times myself you know <laughs> it's so funny because sometimes people tell me you must be I mean you must have done that so many times but you know what's really incredible is that it just feels exactly as good as the very first time really <laughs> like warm croissant and you know a cup of coffee or tea in Paris is always it always feels magical so it's really interesting it, it's, it's incredible um, there are so many great places in Paris I would say definitely we actually shot there obviously uh, Montmartre the place for artists is so so inspiring you can even now you can see painters painting the most beautiful things in Montmartre and uh, you can see comedians actors like there are so many so many artists there all, all year long and this place is just so special like when you walk around Montmartre it's just you just feel out of this world it's just so special and there are so many places where you can have a croissant there as you mentioned with coffee or or hot chocolate, it's just like, it just feels exactly as exciting as the first time. And I also love Saint-Michel, you know, Saint-Michel, it's right, there is this place where many Parisians they meet, because it's easy to meet there, it's right in the center of Paris, and there is this fountain, so it's easy, it's an easy spot to meet someone, and it's just along the Seine, and Notre Dame Cathedral, so we also, we also shot in those incredible places, which is, the cinematography is incredible and it's just the most inspiring thing you can ever do, really. If somebody was to spend a day in Paris, what do you think the one thing they should do is? 
Just one day. Yeah, that would be tough, but what would you say they should do? If it's just one day, I would just say, just get lost in Paris. Because Paris, in a way, it's, it's, not, it's not small, but you can walk around Paris, you can walk. And I would say, if you have one day, what you should do probably is just, you, you go somewhere, maybe Saint-Michel or Montmartre, somewhere around there. And you just, you don't use a map. And you don't ask Parisians your way. <laughs> maybe we <laughs> won't be so helpful. But you just you just look around. You look you walk along the Seine. The Seine is all ar- along Paris. So you just walk along the Seine and you you watch people and you watch you know things passing by. Like every every way you can turn, you're gonna see something incredible and incredibly beautiful and historic and special. So I would definitely say, you know, maybe starting somewhere in Montmartre or around Saint-Michel and just walk along the Seine and just get lost and not try to think where you are. You won't get too far, but you can only get somewhere magical. I always like to let the guests take the stage at the end of the interview and just say whatever they want. You're in France and I'm in the United States, but we just don't know who's listening. What would you say to anybody who is tuned in? I would like to say to anybody right now who is waking up and turning on the TV or reading the newspapers or just opening, you know, just looking at his or her smartphone and reading the news or by some way having access to news even when he or she doesn't even want to hear about it and think, Jesus Christ, what is this crazy world we live in? I want to say... You're not alone, for sure. But not only are, are you not alone, but you have you have a chance to make change happen. It feels so hard when you're not a politician, when you're not rich, when you feel you're basically nothing. But you should definitely watch the film because the film is about that. I when it was there were some tough times when the film when I had to make the film and when it was really hard, I would always think about all these things I want to change and it would, would give me you know that ambition. And that passion back to make it happen. Because I know this film is extremely important. And the, the movie, Lash Door, really tells you about no matter how small you feel you are, you can make a big difference happen. So all the answers to that, most of the answers to that are in the movie. I guess a lot of that answers also are in ourselves. But I want to say it's not too late and we can all make a difference. We must make a difference. Well, Jenna, thank you very much for spending time with us. Thank you so much for having me. That was amazing. Thank you, Paul. My pleasure. All right. Well, until next time. Yeah, very soon, I hope. Thank you so (laughs) much again. Thanks for listening. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Merci. Goodbye.